But we have seen so many times insurances say it's the exact same. It's not. And something changes. So this is all the more reason to communicate with your team. Um, have people, if you can't do this, hire us. We'll give you one or two team members to go over the remittances to make sure you are collecting every single dollar that is due to you. Welcome to a new and enlightening episode of the Offsite Team Podcast with my good friend, April. How are you today, April? I'm good. I've been busy December. How are yeah, you? You've been busy. You just told me you had a self-care weekend. And mm-hmm. for one of those that you said, it, I said, well, what does that look like for you? And for you, it looks like, hey, getting your hair done, getting your nails done. That's a lot of what most women do in the United mm-hmm. States as well, too. So it just shows how close, you know, and how similar we all are together. But hey, today as we embrace the new year, we're recording this in December. We, we know it's going to drop a little bit later. As we embrace the new year, one of the key areas for business, especially those in the healthcare sector, is navigating the ever-evolving landscape of working with insurance companies. What does it look like from 2023 to 2024? This topic often seems like it's complex, it's challenging, but it is absolutely essential for the smooth operation and financial health of your DME rehab respiratory business going forward. So here's why this matters. The beginning of the new year often brings about changes in insurance policies, coverage plans, reimbursement rates, you name it. We need to stay abreast of these challenges because it's vital for ensuring compliance, optimizing revenues, and providing uninterrupted services to our clients and customers. So today, um, April and I, we're gonna get into kind of understanding the intricacies of working with very insurance uh, programs that can make a significant difference in how we effectively manage claims, handle patient billing, and maintain a steady cash flow. So today in this episode, we're gonna break down the essentials of working with insurance companies in the new year. We'll cover their importance of staying updated with policy changes, how to effectively process claims, and ways to navigate the complexities of insurance reimbursements. Additionally, we'll discuss the impact of these insurance changes on your business, business operation, and how, you know, essentially how we serve our clients. So we'll also dive into the role of offsite team members, how they can help your business, because a lot of these changes that have happened, we are not going to know until we start looking at remittances. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. So these professionals can be a valuable asset in managing the insurance related aspects of your business from staying on top of policy updates, handling claims, changing credit cards on file, you name it, offsite team members can help with their expertise and support as we navigate these waters smoothly. So, hey, whether you're a seasoned professional going into year 20 managing your DME, or this is your very first year with the intricacies of insurance work um, and, and looking at the field, what what does it look like in the new year? So, hey, April, when we talk about a new year mm-hmm. and new insurance policies, what do you think about? Well, first and foremost, deductible. A- absolutely. D- deductibles always go up every uh-huh. single year. And then new so policies go up. apply. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, a lot of, let's just start with easy Medi Medi plan, uh-huh. or, you know, a lot of people will have Medicare and then like a supplemental, like an AARP or a plan like that. And typically, some of these plans will cover deductibles and some will not. What gets really crazy is, let's say last year, the secondary did cover the deductible, but this year they don't. 
That has happened a number of times over the years. So what, what do we do in those instances? Well, in that case, um, first and foremost is that the offsite teams that we have are educated of mm -hmm. how the policy rules will apply. And we run eligibility, so offsite team knows how to run eligibility, plus they know um, how to educate the, the patient or the customer in terms of their policy. So I think that's very important when the offsite team knows what they're doing because they can present it, uh, present it properly and they would understand what it means like changing the insurance like previously this happened and right now this is happening. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we just don't say, hey, the offsite team is going to call your patients and mm -hmm. say, hey, we need your money because you have a deductible. We train our team, and this is whether you use us or not, we train our team. We're going to call with empathy and say, hey, April, I need to let you know, you're, unfortunately, your deductible is not covered by your secondary insurance this year. I can understand how that's, that can be frustrating for you, but um, you know, it is this year, the deductible is... Yeah, name, what's the deductible this year for Medicare? Is it like 350, 150? What is it? 240 for 2024. That would be their new deductible. Yep. Okay, I, I missed it both times. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll say, hey, April, uh, your deductible this year is $240. Mm -hmm. uh, would you like to put that on a Visa or a MasterCard? And so they're 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 ready to process those claims for our patients. And you know, it's one of those things, it's as simple as can we have your credit card so we can get everything moving forward. Now, sometimes they might say, no, I need to verify it. Okay, well, we just called them as well too. Uh, the number is 1-800-AARP you know, or whatever it happens to be. We will then do that and then we'll follow up in a few hours mm -hmm. and say, hey, did you call them? And yeah, th yes, they told us the exact same thing we just told you. And we're nice about it, we're not a jerk. But you know, something as simple as deductibles and what that looks like. Mm -hmm. We need to be aware every new year going forward. So one of the things, you know, most insurance plans don't change year to year, but there are a lot of little things that I have noticed every year that do change. And number one of them is prior authorizations. Sometimes they get harder. Sometimes they actually mm -hmm. get easier every single year. Tell me what you've noticed with prior authorizations now that you've been in this industry five, six, seven years. Well, it changes. Um, the last update that we have when you guys attended the conference is that for like medical advantage plan, they all, uh, they will now be following Medicare rules. Mm -hmm. So it would be easier because before it was really hard to submit prior authorization to them. It's driving us nuts. Like when you're working on documentation, submitting prior authorization, you have everything with you. But then again, you will receive a prior authorization response from them asking for other things or worse, you'll get denial right away. Absolutely. Now, it can go both ways, though. Certain MedAdvantage plans, they'll actually lessen the requirements. So a couple of years ago, we stumbled into, we were doing a group three wheelchair for a patient. Typically, that requires a lot of prior authorizations, mm -hmm. you name it. This one third-party plan, all they ask for is a signed form from the ATP verifying that they do need this equipment, a signed order from the doctor, and it's covered. And I couldn't believe it. I'm like... It, it cannot be that easy. No PT, no, uh, this is not the, the med advantage. This is just a standard third party plan. Right. And sometimes when we see this plan come across, we're thrilled because the policies are so much easier. This mm -hmm. does not happen frequently. If you call me, I'll tell you what insurance it is. And I'm going to tell you what insurance it is. And you'll be like, I had no idea. 
there, you know, that's the one nice thing about working with us. We can tell you, hey, with this insurance company, it is so easy to get group three, group two wheelchairs covered because that is all they ask for. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm sure it'll change someday, but as of today, that's what it is. So uh, next thing I wanna bring, every new year, we need to be looking at remittances like a hawk, an absolute hawk. Now, why? Why is that the case? Why should we be looking at our remittances inside and out, especially for claims submitted January 1st or later? It's because during those months that there is a new deductible that has to be met, so a lot of times um, we we thought that the deductible has been met because it was mm -hmm. December, you know, and then come January, it's it's like a surprise. You have a new deductible that has to surprise. Be met. <laughs> well, and on top of that, I would love to say everyone calls us and say, you know what, we went from Regents to Primera mm -hmm. to Molina to Community Health Plan of Washington. They don't call us. And a lot of times mm -hmm. patients will switch from one plan to another. Now we are running eligibility in Bright Tree. So if you're not doing this in Bright Tree, it is something, it just needs to become habit. Mm -hmm. But a lot of, we won't find that out until you run the claim and it comes back. Well, I know John's CPAP machine was paid the first seven months, but the eighth month it comes back denied. And then this is the beauty of the offsite team. We're not, you know, we're going to call John on the phone and say, hey, John, I noticed uh, your claim came back denied mm -hmm. this month. And he'll wait. Oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot to tell you. It is now with Aetna or Cigna uh -huh. or you name it. And we, it's some, sometimes as simple as we just need to refile a claim. But we need to stay on top of those claims ASAP. Now, the claims that are harder sometimes will have all these claims going through just fine. And then they'll make the requirements for the claim harder and that might, even though they might have the same insurance, it will come mm -hmm. back denied because now they're having harder um, requirements needed to cover claims. And we, this is why you need to have the insurance, you know, just be looking at the remittances mm -hmm. because things can change. Uh, do you have anything that pops to your mind when you think of that? Um, I think uh, it should be the address as well we want to make sure mm -hmm. that the address is updated address can change mm -hmm. yes that can change too and um if there's any update we have to inform our off-site team about it because mm -hmm. there can be updates just like requirements on medical documents yeah and we're always talking and mm -hmm. it's really neat we've had a number of times where one off-site team member will figure one thing out and then lets the rest of us know and it can sometimes be in the amount of you know thousands if not tens of thousands of dollars that it benefits mm -hmm. us in our favor by learning one new item um for example what now we are in washington state and this only applies to washington state we have this weird sales tax uh like we we have to back out sales tax in our state it's really really messed up but also in the state of Washington, even though we have to back out sales tax, certain insurances also cover sales tax. So there's a different HICPIC code that is, uh, you know, that, that, that will be paid for this. So it's one of those things, if you're in Washington state and you don't know this, just call me. Uh, we'll walk you through how that works because it, it, is, it is a lot of money if you are not billing the right HICPIC code for sales tax in Washington state. But likewise, in our state, there are other forms that you need to know, hey, if I have this sign, I can waive sales tax. So for example, in our state, if it's a rehab item, uh, we don't have to collect sales tax on that or back it out. And so if you're not, so I'm speaking to those in Washington state right now, but whether you're Texas or Kansas or New York, 
This is the vital part about being part of your local association, because if you're part of your local association, uh, they're going to tell you what these new things coming down the pipe are. Now, if you don't know who is your association, just call VGM and they'll set you up um, with uh, your contacts so you can join your association, kind of figure out what those are every single um you know, every single year as things change. So one of the neat new things, uh, since we're talking rehab, is the seat elevate feature is now covered on power chairs. You know about this or would you like me to talk about that? Yes, if you can, that would be great. Yeah. So in the old days, seat elevate features were never truly covered on power wheelchairs. You know, it, occasionally we could get like a VA to cover the mechanism, but it is now covered across almost all insurances. So this is something you need to be aware of. Hey. If I'm doing a group two, group three wheelchair, as long as we have the proper documentation on file, you can't just bill it, but it needs to be on the DPD and all of that. That is now covered as well. We don't get a lot of money for it, but you know, five, eight, nine hundred, twelve hundred dollars, that makes a big difference. And plus, your patient is gonna be so much happier now. You hit a button, zoop, up you go, and it's easier to reach those you know, glasses in the cabinet or speak eye to eye with someone, uh, depending on what seat elevate feature you have. So that's one of those new things. In 2024, the seat elevate feature has changed. And we know that because we're on uh, the email list and we're tied in to VGM and they say, hey, this is now covered or US rehab. Mm -hmm. um, what else do you have, April, that, you know, we're going to need to pay attention to in the new year? Um, I'd say the TPE audits. Oh, did you you just said a bad word? TPE audit. Now, first, for those that don't know, God bless you. But what does TPE stand for? Target probe, educate, and educate. Yeah, target probe and educate. I actually really like these audits mm -hmm. because essentially they're going to get us on the front end and teach us how to do claims. You really only get in trouble if um you fail round one and then round two and then think things are not not mm -hmm. good at all but for example what are some previous categories that we have had tpe audits in um the rehab so we also have the pap the pap mm -hmm. equipment yeah mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and um the inco supplies there i think they did that as well uh is certain like catheters like yeah, yeah like catheters mm -hmm. yep so basically um it's it's an audit that you need to or what's good about the tb is that someone will work with you and then they will help you in order for you mm -hmm. to, to pass them now the thing is if you fail and then fail again then they'll keep auditing you until it goes to the point yeah. where they you know the second offense Mm -hmm. Now, the good news is typically with TPE audits, they will tell you ahead of time what product categories are being audited. Mm -hmm. So make sure, you know, if you're not, if you don't know what's coming down the pipe in 2024, reach out to us and we'll let you know, hey, these are the categories they are going to get audited. But it's not like they're not going to choose canes. Canes are never going to be part right. of TPE mm -hmm. audits. It's going to be something that tends to be either abused or an item that Medicare thinks that certain, um, we might not have the right documentation. So like you've said, PAP supplies have mm -hmm. previously been part of audits. Catheters have been part of audits. Braces have been part of uh, TPE audits. It's pretty simple to figure it out. And if you don't get it, and what I like to do is find out what these categories are. And then before the TPE audits even start, 
I will go over with my team, or you can hire us and we'll do it for you, is we'll go over as kind of your pre-check. We'll look at mm -hmm. 10 claims and say, okay, if we were Medicare, we're not, but if we were Medicare, these claims are gonna be wonderful. If they're not, that's okay. What we'll do is we're gonna start as of today, make sure we have the right chart notes, the right prescription. Correct. So when the P TPE audit does come, and it will, they tell you every year what categories are gonna be audited. You don't have to stress about it. Cause like what happens is like, for example, our billing company is AccuServe. You know, AccuServe will say, okay, uh, this year's TPE audits on this. And I said, okay, not a problem. We've already talked to our offsite team. They've already been getting that documentation and we're ready to go. And so typically it happens and we pass nine out of 10 or 10 out of 10. But the one we don't get, we then go to the doctor's office and say, I know we had the prescription, but Dr. Smith did not write, you know, that one small thing that Medicare mm -hmm. needs to see. And the cool thing about TPE audits, which I love, is once you pass them, you're done. So it's literally one of those things. If you pass it, you're done. They're not going to audit you except for the random audits the rest of the year. Now, if you don't pass, it gets worse and worse and worse. This is not something that you can put off and forget. Uh, we've had previous clients that are like, oh, it'll go away. It does not go away until you pass mm -hmm. or you go out of business. It's A or B. So yeah, TPE audits. Now let's, let, let's change the focus to oxygen documentation in the new year. Is that changing at all? Yes, for oxygen documentation, there is an update on that one. Mm -hmm. So recently they made an update that we can still use the CR modifier. Mm -hmm. So that is still possible for, 20, uh, for the 2024, so long as um, there is a specific date that they provided on that one, but that's a new update that I have. And um, there's this one update that we've discussed. It's behind my tongue, <laughs> I just forgot. Yeah. But it is, it is is it the one about qualifications the or, or yes, which the one qualifications. is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, because uh, I do know some things have happened in regards of the, the exact testing criteria as mm -hmm. well as what do you do with kind of those fringe cases such as pneumonia. Uh, cluster headaches. There's a lot of that out right. there. So if you are not familiar with this, go to the cms.gov's uh, website. Um, I'll also ask uh, Mark, who edits our podcast, do us a favor. Please link the podcast to that update. Mm -hmm. So if you are not familiar with it, just click on that and actually read what CMS wrote concerning that because it's really important. You need to understand what the new uh, laws are regarding oxygen documentation. Mm -hmm. Did I kind of say that correctly? That, that's yes. not my in my wheelhouse exactly, but I've been in enough meetings where I've heard you guys talking about it. Mm -hmm. That is right. So like a cluster headache before when I was um, processing an oxygen documentation, it is not part of the diagnosis, which mm -hmm. the insurance will approve. But with the recent update, it is now being um, considered as one of the diagnoses that they allow for the cluster headache if the patient is going to use the oxygen for um, for a night support, not the, not the continuous one. Mm -hmm. So only for nocturnal. Yeah. And I will say, we also don't know what is going to change in the new year. So mm -hmm. we have seen so many times insurances say it's the exact same. It's not, and something changes. So this is all the more reason to communicate with your team. Um, have people, if you can't do this, hire us. We'll give you one or two team members to go over the remittances to make sure you are collecting every single dollar that is due to you. 
I mean, so for example, it's one of those things, and also on a lot of these claims, if they come back denied, some insurances, you only have three to six months to appeal that claim. So if you don't catch this until April, you have already lost all the income and revenue that is due to you in January. We don't wanna go there. Mm -hmm. And one other thing, this isn't as big, but we've previously done this. Um, I call it kind of the playing the chicken game of claims. Do you know what I talk about when I say, let's play chicken with claims? I heard you said that before. Yeah. And essentially, sometimes we know there's deductibles and typically we will sometimes, we don't do this currently because we collect credit cards and uh, on file. So if it does hit deductibles, but some, some insurances, they'll actually hold all their claims maybe the first three weeks in January. And what essentially they're hoping for is maybe the doctor's offices or the sleep center will file the Medicare Part B claim first. So when you file your claim, it's not going to hit a deductible. That's a very real thing. We, like I said, we don't do it because our team does such a good job collecting credit cards on the front end. So if it does hit a deductible, not a big deal. It flips over to patient billing and then we bill the credit card on file. Mm -hmm. So that's something that you can do. And I have heard of a lot of other medical supplies doing that. It's really on a case by case basis. How are you guys set up? Now, if you tell me you have no credit cards on file, I might actually recommend uh, holding your claims for two to four weeks. Just hopefully some of those claims will hit, um, have the doctor's office hit the deductible because if not, you're going to have to go chase those claims and get paid. Isn't that right? Mm -hmm. That is correct. Okay. Um, any other things that I can think of that we should warn our, you know, our valued uh, listeners going into 2024, April? Um, I think having an additional set of people like the offsite team would be very beneficial for the, for the business since mm -hmm. you can work on other things in your company while the offsite team manages the billing side of the, uh, of the company, the billing. Yeah. And, then the and as of right now, we have two fully trained, bright tree trained offsite team mm -hmm. members ready to place. Now, granted, Correct. I'm recording this on, you know, in December of 2023, but if you call us today, hey, we could place uh, someone into your company on Monday fully trained. But if not, that's totally okay. Once they get placed, we then hire, uh, hire someone else, train them in our company, and they're ready to go on. So they are all ready. Well, hey, you know, also there will be more things in 2024 that we find out when we look at the remittances like a hawk and as they come up, we'll share them on the mm -hmm. podcast. But next week, we're going to change a little bit. We're not going to talk medical supplies next week. We're going to talk finances, personal finances with your offsite team. And it was really interesting. One of the things we do with our US-based team is we offer them, uh, it's it's Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace course. We pay for all of our team members to go through it. That is something and a benefit we offer for our offsite team members mm -hmm. as well too. And as we've gone through this, it has been fun. We're going through the classes with uh, our entire offsite team right now. And I have learned for better and worse, uh, you guys are better than Americans in some areas and worse than Americans in other areas. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna talk about that next week and uh, kind of what that means, aren't we? Yes, I'm excited for that. Okay. And in the meantime, go to offsiteteammember.com, reach out to us. And hey, if there's anything you have questions on, we'd love to talk to you about. So hey, uh, take care and we'll see you next week.